On today's episode of Fourth Times the Charm, I will be reading the following document that was filed on Thursday, January 25th, 2024, in the United States District Court for the District of Connecticut. Janelle Grant, Plaintiff, versus World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc., NKA World Wrestling Entertainment, LLC, Vincent K. McMahon, and John Laurinaitis. Complaint. Plaintiff Janelle Grant, by and through her undersigned counsel, hereby files this complaint against defendants World Wrestling Entertainment, Vincent K. McMahon, and John Laurinaitis, alleging as follows. Introduction. 1. Plaintiff Janelle Grant is a former employee of WWE, who is the victim of physical and emotional abuse, sexual assault, and trafficking at WWE. Ms. Grant is filing this lawsuit not just to address her own suffering, but to also act for those who are afraid to speak out. 2. WWE's billionaire founder and executive chairman, defendant Vincent K. McMahon, lived in a penthouse duplex in Ms. Grant's apartment building. 3. The two met in March 2019, when Ms. Grant was dealing with profound grief and struggling financially. After devoting years to around-the-clock caregiving, her parents passed away. On top of that, she was unemployed and her family home was lost in her parents' bankruptcy. 4. After her family passed away, Ms. Grant dedicated herself to finding gainful employment. Neighbors in her building provided career advice and sought her assistance with personal events. Ms. Grant used these non-paying roles in volunteer work and community initiatives to build her resume. 5. The building's resident manager wanted to help. She messaged McMahon to ask whether he would talk to her, sharing that Ms. Grant had been through hardship and would do great things if given a fresh start. McMahon enthusiastically responded, Hell yes. 6. McMahon befriended Ms. Grant, giving her hopes of a new life with promises of a yet-to-be-determined role at WWE, and showered her with attention and assurances, along with gifts like a VIP experience at WrestleMania. But what seemed like a dream in the spring of 2019 quickly became a nightmare. 7. As McMahon dangled career-making and life-changing promises in front of Ms. Grant, he demonstrated an increasing lack of boundaries. During several meetings that were ostensibly about a potential job at WWE, he greeted her in his underwear, touched her, repeatedly asked for hugs, and spent hours sharing intimate details about his personal life. 8. McMahon warned Ms. Grant to keep their closeness secret, lest rumors lead to public trouble, and added that, while he protects loyal people, he had world-class legal resources on speed dial to deal with people who became a problem. 9. As such, when McMahon pushed Ms. Grant for a physical relationship in return for long-promised employment at WWE, she felt trapped in an impossible situation, submitting to McMahon's sexual demands or facing ruin. Ms. Grant feared she had everything to lose and faced negative consequences no matter what happened. 10. 
After succumbing to the pressure for a physical relationship, Ms. Grant was slotted into an entry-level position as an administrator coordinator, a position McMahon created for her in WWE's legal department. Ms. Grant began work in that role on June 17, 2019. 11. Ms. Grant remained in that role with the exception of a temporary relocation to XFL, Extreme Football League, until McMahon verbally directed her to transfer to the Talent Relations Department, reporting to Defendant John Laurinaitis on March 9, 2021. During a conversation the same day, McMahon explained that her presence in the legal department was effectively delaying efforts to hire a new general counsel for the company. 12. McMahon and Laurinaitis informed Ms. Grant that she would be promoted to Vice President of Operations in the Talent Relations Department, providing her with an organizational chart reflecting this decision. 13. Shortly thereafter, they informed her that they needed her to begin at a lower level as a director, but promised her promotion to Vice President after a 12-month period. 14. Despite Ms. Grant's expressions of unhappiness and attempts to end the sexual relationship, and while she came to understand that McMahon expected the physical relationship to continue as part of her employment, she had no idea how sordid it would become, nor how the psychological torture and physical violence would leave her feeling helpless, isolated, and trapped. 15. In March 2020, McMahon began sharing sexually explicit photographs and videos of Ms. Grant, including pornographic content he recorded, with other men, both inside and outside the company, including with members of the television production tech team, executives, producers, and a world-famous athlete and former UFC heavyweight champion with whom WWE was actively trying to sign to a new contract and ultimately did sign that contract. 16. Given McMahon's omnipotent position at WWE, coercion was inherent in his increasingly depraved sexual demands. Specifically, while McMahon was CEO of WWE and Ms. Grant was employed as an entry-level coordinator in the legal department, McMahon recruited individuals to have sexual relations with Ms. Grant and or, with the two of them, directed Ms. Grant to visit defendant Laurinaitis prior to the start of work days for sexual encounters, and expected and directed Ms. Grant to engage in sexual activity at the WWE headquarters, even during work hours. 17. All this time, McMahon ordered Ms. Grant to keep the relationship secret, unless otherwise instructed, including lying to maintain whatever cover stories he fabricated. 18. McMahon's assurances that Ms. Grant was safe and independent rang hollow in light of his efforts to isolate her from her friends and attempts to chip away at her identity until it was replaced with his desired role for her as his, quote, bitch, his, quote, fantasy, and or his, quote, porn star, while occasionally intermixing softer descriptors like girlfriend and baby, even love when convenient. He exercised complete ownership and control over both her personal and professional lives. 19. McMahon also subjected Ms. Grant to acts of extreme cruelty and degradation that caused Ms. Grant to disassociate and or become numb to reality in order to survive the horrific encounters. 20. 
As one example of McMahon's extreme depravity, on May 9th, 2020, he defecated on Ms. Grant during a threesome and then commanded her to continue pleasuring his friend with feces in her hair and running down her back while McMahon went to the bathroom to shower off. Upon his return, McMahon and his quote-unquote friend actively resumed the threesome, which lasted over an hour and a half, while Ms. Grant remained covered in McMahon's filth. When McMahon's quote friend left, McMahon ordered her to stay and to continue to sexually gratify him. 21. In June 2021, McMahon and defendant Laurinaitis sexually assaulted Ms. Grant inside Laurinaitis's office in WWE headquarters while colleagues were busy at their desks. Behind a locked door, the two men cornered her and pulled her in between them, forcibly touched her, before ultimately putting her on top of a table in between them. She begged them to stop, but they forced themselves on her, each taking turns restraining her for the other while saying, quote, no means yes, and, quote, take it, bitch. 22. Unsurprisingly, others at WWE knew what was going on, but instead of intervening to protect Ms. Grant, WWE actively sought to conceal the wrongdoing. 23. In January 2022, McMahon told Ms. Grant that his wife had found out about the relationship, purportedly to avoid a divorce, negative publicity, and other repercussions. McMahon said that Ms. Grant's time at WWE was at an end, but that he wanted her to sign an NDA to ensure her silence on, among other things, his personal misconduct. 24. In the days ahead, McMahon put Ms. Grant under immense pressure to sign, saying that refusing would not only jeopardize McMahon, his family, and the company, but that she'd surely become a public headline, suffer reputational ruin, including from the pornographic content McMahon had captured, and face McMahon's legal resources. Conversely, McMahon reassured her that her signature would ensure his continued support and protection and safeguard her reputation. Ultimately, Ms. Grant succumbed to the pressure and signed the NDA in exchange for payments, which McMahon later stopped making. 25. Even after pushing Ms. Grant out of the company and muzzling her with an NDA, McMahon continued efforts to exploit her, including attempting to traffic her to a WWE star who would be in New York City for a live event and TV taping in March 2022. 26. Understandably, defendants' predatory conduct has left Ms. Grant crippled, both physically and mentally, including from debilitating symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and suicidal ideation. These symptoms led to her termination from her subsequent job running her building's operations due to her inability to leave her home for weeks at a time. 27. Despite McMahon's promise of reputational protection, WWE appears to have leaked information that led to the public disclosure of her name by a media blogger who cited, quote, a source in WWE with direct knowledge of the situation, which, upon information and belief, was an overt intimidation tactic aimed at Ms. Grant. 28. WWE has also attempted to sweep the matter under the rug, Following media reports that McMahon was involved in a, quote, hush money payment scandal, WWE released a statement in June 2022 to announce that a special committee of its board of directors 
was investigating the alleged misconduct and appointing Stephanie McMahon as interim CEO and interim chairwoman. 29. In this capacity, Ms. McMahon publicly affirmed her commitment to, quote, doing everything in her power to help the special committee complete its work and to implement its findings. She also declared the, quote, importance of a safe and collaborative workplace. Notwithstanding this public statement, the investigation was a sham. 30. In November 2022, WWE touted the conclusion of the special committee investigation into the misconduct, yet the special committee never even bothered to interview Ms. Grant or request any documents, despite Ms. Grant stating that she would cooperate. 31. In SEC filings, the company tried to divert attention away from McMahon's abuse of women by focusing on the technical issue of how hush money was accounted for. In the words of the company, the issue was, quote, immaterial accounting errors related to certain payments that Mr. McMahon agreed to make during the period from 2006 through 2022. 32. Through all this trauma, Ms. Grant has endured profound suffering in silence, feeling of exploitation, loss of security, and the fear of facing the wrath of WWE and McMahon's army of attorneys if she were to come forward and bring to light the egregious acts detailed herein. That time has passed, and Ms. Grant seeks to hold defendants accountable for their reprehensible and unlawful acts for her own sake and for others. 33. Ms. Grant seeks a declaratory judgment that her NDA is invalid under federal and state laws and asserts claims other laws, including the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. Parties 34. Plaintiff Janelle Grant, a Connecticut citizen, is a former employee of WWE, having worked there from June 2019 through March 2022. 35. Defendant Vincent K. McMahon, a Connecticut citizen, co-founded WWE in 1980 and served on the board of directors from WWE from 1980 to September 2023. He is currently the executive chairman of the board for TKO Group Holdings, LLC. 36. Defendant World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc. is a Delaware limited liability company whose sole managing member is TKO Group Holdings, Inc., a Delaware corporation. Until on or about September 12, 2023, WWE was a Delaware corporation with headquarters in Connecticut. On September 12, 2023, a transaction completed between Endeavor Group Holdings and World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc. resulted in a merger between the WWE and Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC, promotions, and the formation of their new parent company, TKO. 37. Defendant John Laurinaitis, an Arizona citizen, is the former head of talent relations and general manager at WWE, who on information and belief was officially dismissed by WWE in August 2022 amid allegations of misconduct by women in WWE. Non-party officers slash employees of WWE. 38. At all times relevant, quote, WWE corporate officer number two, was a high-ranking employee at WWE who made hiring decisions, conducted prospective employee interviews, and maintained significant control over personnel decisions. WWE Corporate Officer No. 2 worked in these capacities during Ms. Grant's employment with WWE. This individual is referred to herein as WWE Corporate Officer No. 2. 39. 
At all times relevant, WWE corporate officer number one was a high-ranking employee and board member at WWE during Ms. Grant's employment with the company. WWE corporate officer number one continued to work in high-ranking positions in connection with the September 12, 2023 merger. This individual is referred to herein as WWE corporate officer number one. 40. At all times relevant, WWE corporate officer number three was a high-ranking employee and or board member during Ms. Grant's employment with WWE. This individual is referred to herein as WWE Corporate Officer Number 3. 41. At all times relevant, WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 was a high-ranking employee at WWE who worked with legal affairs at the company. WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 held that position from the time of Ms. Grant's initial employment with WWE until sometime in 2020. This individual is referred to herein as WWE Corporate Officer Number 4. 42. WWE Superstar is a professional wrestling superstar who performs at WWE-branded wrestling events. During the time of Ms. Grant's employment, McMahon signed WWE Superstar to a new booking contract with WWE, this individual is referred to herein as WWE Superstar. Jurisdiction and Venue 43. This court has jurisdiction over this action pursuant to 28 U.S.C. 1331 because Ms. Grant's claims under the Trafficking Victims Protection Act 18 U.S.C. 1591-1595 and her cause of action for declaratory relief under the Speak Out Act 42 U.S.C. 19401, all raise a federal question. 44. This court also has supplemental jurisdiction over Ms. Grant's state law claims pursuant to 28 U.S.C. 1367 because the claims are so related to the TVPA claims as to form part of the same case or controversy. 45. Venue is proper in this district pursuant to 28 U.S.C. 1391b2 as a substantial part of the events or omissions giving rise to the claims occurred in the District of Connecticut. Factual Allegations 1. Ms. Grant's History with McMahon, Laurinaitis, and WWE A. Ms. Grant's introduction to McMahon turns into a two-hour meeting between a potential entry-level employee and a billionaire CEO. 46. Prior to having any involvement with WWE, Ms. Grant was dealing with profound grief following the loss of her parents, whom she cared for full-time as their sole caretaker. 47. After her family passed away, Ms. Grant dedicated herself to finding gainful employment, during this time, Ms. Grant often ran into McMahon's two personal assistants in her building, one of whom was a former grade school classmate of Ms. Grant. 48. Ms. Grant's closest friend in the building was the resident manager. That individual is referred to herein as resident manager. Similar in personality, Ms. Grant and resident manager bonded over stories of adversity as they coordinated community initiatives in the building together. Resident manager was aware of Ms. Grant's efforts to obtain employment. 49. In March 2019, Ms. Grant remained unsuccessful in securing a long-term employment. Resident manager offered to help Ms. Grant, 
suggesting she could reach out to Defendant McMahon in case he could assist, and texted him to see if he would be willing to speak with Ms. Grant to provide advice about employment. 50. McMahon responded enthusiastically and proposed times to meet with Ms. Grant to discuss employment. Resident manager passed along Ms. Grant's resume to McMahon ahead of the prospective meeting. 51. Ahead of the meeting, resident manager advised Ms. Grant to be energetic as McMahon is, quote, big on energy, and talked to McMahon no differently than she talks to resident manager. 52. On or about March 23, 2019, Ms. Grant arrived for the meeting in McMahon's condo with additional printed copies of her resume, a black notepad, and thank you cookies. 53. Sitting at his dining table, McMahon looked at Ms. Grant's resume and complimented both her communication skills and, quote, common sense before discussing little but their personal lives. For example, Ms. Grant told McMahon about the hardship that led to resident manager's offer to help and described losing her parents, her family's bankruptcy, and other trauma that led her to seek financial independence to ensure she would never experience losing her home again. 54. McMahon shared stories about his upbringing his traumatic childhood, growing up in poverty, and current family dynamics, including his separation from Linda McMahon, described as, quote, his ex and, quote, long gone. He added his marital status is an arrangement on paper for business purposes and that he lives a quiet, isolated existence outside of the WWE. 55. At the end of the meeting, McMahon told Ms. Grant that he didn't just want to give her a job, but, quote, give her a life, and that he would find a place for her at WWE. 56. Stunned, Ms. Grant said that she didn't know how to thank him for, quote, possibly just changing my life. McMahon responded that one simple thank you is enough and that he'd accept a hug. They stood and embraced. 57. McMahon then told Ms. Grant that he'd, quote, get the ball rolling on next steps, but it was a busy time of year as WWE prepared for WrestleMania, explaining that it was WWE's, quote, Super Bowl. He then invited Ms. Grant to attend as his guest along with resident manager and added that he would personally select their seats to have the best possible experience. 58. McMahon advised her that his office would reach out to her to set up a meeting with a trusted official, WWE Corporate Officer Number 2 at WWE Headquarters. After asking if her cell was the best number to reach her, McMahon shared his personal phone number with Ms. Grant, walked her to his door, and again hugged her while whispering, quote, So good. B. McMahon arranges for Ms. Grant to be hired by WWE while beginning to groom her for sexual exploitation. 59. On March 31, 2019, the day before Ms. Grant was scheduled to meet with WWE Corporate Officer No. 2, McMahon unexpectedly invited Ms. Grant to come back to his condo for pointers for her meeting with WWE Corporate Officer No. 2. When she arrived, McMahon gave her a huge embrace and suggested they sit on the couch. It quickly became clear that McMahon had no intention of giving her pointers for an interview, except for a single direction. If the topic comes up during her meeting, Ms. Grant would say they, quote, met through a mutual friend. 60. 
During this meeting, McMahon described a surgery he had on his knee by touching Ms. Grant's leg and drawing a line where the surgery had taken place with his finger. He stated that similar to rehabbing an injury, Ms. Grant cannot let scar tissue build up inside her from trauma, as her vulnerability is, quote, a gift. 61. McMahon explained that people are intimidated around him and are afraid to touch him. McMahon added that he is an affectionate person who likes to hug and, quote, starves for physical affection. McMahon then led Ms. Grant on a tour of his condo before hugging her goodbye, again whispering, quote, feels so good. 62. On April 1st, 2019, Ms. Grant met with WWE Corporate Officer No. 2 at WWE Headquarters for a short time. WWE Corporate Officer No. 2 hardly asked any questions, saying that WWE Corporate Officer No. 2 was figuring out whether Ms. Grant would be placed and then promised to be in touch again after WrestleMania. 63. Later that day, Ms. Grant texted McMahon and enthusiastically described her meeting with WWE Corporate Officer No. 2. She also commented on a dinosaur skull that she saw on McMahon's office wall, prompting his response, quote, BTW, if you're a bad girl, the T-Rex will eat you. Followed by, quote, Seriously, Janelle, wherever you land in WWE, you will be a credit to the organization. 64. On April 7, 2019, Ms. Grant and resident manager were provided a VIP experience at WrestleMania, including private transportation and a black SUV arranged by McMahon. Per McMahon's instructions, Ms. Grant diligently took notes about her impressions from WrestleMania, her first time attending such an event. Ms. Grant left overwhelmed with emotion and feeling hopeful that everything McMahon promised was becoming a reality. 65. Over the next several weeks, McMahon invited Ms. Grant to his condo on several occasions, each time assuring her that he would find the right position for her at WWE. For each meeting with McMahon, Ms. Grant brought sample job descriptions she found online to review with him and demonstrate the types of roles she might fit in. McMahon listened to Ms. Grant, asked her questions, and pointed out qualities that he described as rare gifts, including her, quote, goodness, vivaciousness, childlike innocence, and ability to be, quote, vulnerable. All things that made her an easy target. McMahon also initiated long physical embraces with Ms. Grant, repeatedly telling her that he trusted her, that he could be himself around her, and how he'd opened his home to her. 67. During one visit to the condo in late April 2019, McMahon did not greet Ms. Grant when she entered, but instead called her to his master walk-in closet. As soon as she turned the corner, McMahon emerged from his bathroom wearing only briefs. Shocked, Ms. Grant turned around and apologized as McMahon laughed and asked her to turn back around. He then handed her a shirt and asked for help with the buttons. McMahon reminded her that he was working hard on her role and said he felt good about her taking care of him. 68. Around that time, McMahon also told Ms. Grant that he would never forget how helpless she looked when they first met, that he wanted to wrap his arms around her and assured her, quote, that everything is going to be okay and that Ms. Grant's problems were in the past. McMahon also told Ms. Grant that he viewed her as a true friend.
1969. However, McMahon advised Ms. Grant that people WWE could never know about their closeness or else rumors would spawn and threaten them, particularly due to Ms. Grant's physical beauty. McMahon also emphasized that the circumstances could jeopardize the company. Around this time, he mentioned that he had an attorney on speed dial whom he described as the best of the best at making problems, including people who became problems, go away. 70. On April 21st, 2019, McMahon unexpectedly invited Ms. Grant to his condo to provide her with an update. Upon her arrival, McMahon assured Ms. Grant that he was a man of his word and that his office would be in touch with her soon with the right role. As she turned to leave, McMahon grabbed a large black electric massager and told Ms. Grant to turn around for a demonstration. He quickly moved to rubbing his hands on Ms. Grant's upper back before reminding her that she would hear from his office about next steps in a day or two. 71. Two days later, Ms. Grant was contacted about further meetings at WWE. A week later, she met with two high-ranking human resource employees referred to herein as, quote, human resources employee number one and human resources employee number two, respectively. Both human resources employee number one and human resources employee number two provided Ms. Grant with their impressions about company culture WWE and confirmed that, quote, the ball was in their court to figure out where she would best fit in at WWE. 72. On May 5th, 2019, Ms. Grant visited McMahon's condo again, and the topic of bucket lists came up, during which Ms. Grant expressed that she always dreamed of attending the Belmont Stakes. McMahon responded that he would personally acquire two tickets for her, which Ms. Grant said she could not accept. 73. McMahon then stood up from his chair and knelt in front of the chair where Ms. Grant was seated, blocking her from standing. He leaned close to Ms. Grant and told her to kiss him. Ms. Grant paused and gave McMahon a kiss on the cheek, to which McMahon sighed, quote, That's not what I meant. 74. After McMahon walked off to his bedroom and said that he wanted Ms. Grant, she swiftly rejected his advances and tried to reason with him that he was putting her in a bad position. Ms. Grant pled with McMahon to stop and think about what he was doing. 75. McMahon then begged repeatedly, simply to hold Ms. Grant. 76. Out of fear for her employment, and his earlier implied threats about his legal team dealing with problems, Ms. Grant lay down in bed next to McMahon and kept her hands clasped and ankles crossed as she acquiesced in saying that he could only hold her, but nothing more. 77. When Ms. Grant tried to make small talk about WWE's TV storylines, McMahon suggested she watch the next episode of Monday Night Raw and text him before the broadcast. After she agreed, he forcibly kissed her and began pulling down a strap on her sweater. Ms. Grant then sat up, said she needed to leave, and had a lot to process, and left. The next day, Ms. Grant watched the show as promised and texted McMahon to wish him well. She was shocked when he appeared on the show and texted back in the middle of the live broadcast, quote, that was a very nice message, smiley face. Made me smile. Two smiley faces. 79. 
On May 9th, 2019, McMahon texted Ms. Grant that she will have a job at WWE by that Friday. 80. The next day, Human Resources employee number two called Ms. Grant to inform her that the WWE corporate officer number four would contact her at 4 p.m. to discuss a legal role. 81. After her call with WWE Corporate Officer Number 4, Ms. Grant sent McMahon a thumbs-up text message to indicate the call went well. Around 7 p.m., WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 unexpectedly called her a second time and formally offered her a job saying, quote, Welcome to WWE. 82. On May 11, 2019, McMahon invited Ms. Grant to his condo again and asked her to lay in bed with him before informing her that he had ordered WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 to offer her the job, even though a job description had not been firmed up beyond a high-level summary. 83. While incredibly excited to finally receive long-awaited employment and financial security, Ms. Grant expressed to McMahon that there seemed to be a conflict between his doing this and his warning to Ms. Grant that no one could know about their closeness. He appeared amused with this, replying, quote, it's my company. McMahon then undressed down to his briefs while Ms. Grant remained clothed, and he began kissing Ms. Grant and inserting his hands into her pants without consent. 84. On May 16, 2019, McMahon informed Ms. Grant that he had obtained two tickets to the Belmont Stakes scheduled for June 8, 2019. 85. On May 17, 2019, Ms. Grant received an offer letter from WWE for an entry-level job as, quote, legal administrator coordinator with a salary of $75,000. 86. On May 18, 2019, McMahon summoned Ms. Grant to his condo and she brought a printed copy of the offer letter to review with him. McMahon informed Ms. Grant that her new boss, a WWE employee who worked in risk and government relations, referred to herein as WWE employee number one was a decades-long family friend and confidant, similar in age to McMahon, and one of a small, original group, what McMahon called the Titan family, who helped the WWE expand from a regional promotion to a global juggernaut. 87. McMahon stated that outside of his attorney, WWE employee number one was the most feared figure in the company because WWE employee number one usually fired employees. Beyond that, he offered little detail about WWE employee number one's role at WWE. Instead, he focused on WWE employee number one's personal traumas, explaining that similar to Ms. Grant, WWE employee number one has no family left after WWE employee one's spouse passed away, and that the McMahons and WWE were WWE employee number one's surrogate family. McMahon touted WWE employee number one's loyalty, saying that WWE employee number one would be able to protect Ms. Grant and then led her to his bedroom while giving her the command of, quote, please don't stop this. 88. During the May 18th, 2019 encounter, Ms. Grant felt coerced into engaging in sexual activity and that McMahon had trapped her in an impossible situation as she feared adverse career and personal consequences and legal retaliation if she declined his advances. McMahon said, quote, This is what I have been waiting for. As he performed oral sex on Ms. Grant, Ms. Grant asked that protection be used and McMahon responded that there was no need to worry 
because he was, quote, clean. 89. Feeling that she was being used for his gratification, Ms. Grant went numb and was unable to make eye contact. McMahon then flipped on his back and said, quote, Okay, jack him off. 90. Disturbed by the non-consensual sexual encounter, she hoped that McMahon would cease his advances. But his advances continued and left her to fulfill his demands or lose her job. 91. On June 16, 2019, the day before starting with WWE, Ms. Grant attempted to shut down any further physical contact or sexual encounters by admitting to McMahon her unhappiness and concern starting her first ever job in his legal department, no less, while in a physical relationship with the chairman and CEO. She requested that they end any physical relationship while remaining friends to avoid any risks to either of them. 92. McMahon refused, saying that it was not ending, it did not need to, and that he did not, quote, ever envision it ending. He reminded her that he trusted her, reiterated that rumors would lead to trouble, probed whether her silence would be an issue, and brushed off her concerns that she was struggling with the feeling that her job felt unearned. McMahon told Ms. Grant that all she needed to do was not tell anyone and that, quote, it just has to look legit. 93. McMahon then spun the conversation and told Ms. Grant to focus on the positives and embrace that her life was about to change, saying, quote, Isn't that what you've always wanted? McMahon manipulatively emphasized that she's about to start an adventure and gain a new family with the WWE as a surrogate for the family that she had lost. 94. Ultimately, Ms. Grant's unsuccessful attempt to end further unwanted physical contact quickly taught her that her view on the matter was not relevant. C. Ms. Grant's WWE career commences. Minimal work and an absent boss. 95. On June 17, 2019, Ms. Grant reported to WWE headquarters for her first day of work, with attorneys in glass offices and support staff in cubicles with low walls and tall monitors. It was easy to see how much other colleagues worked. As a quiet and small department, it was even easier to overhear their conversations. 96. Ms. Grant was immediately surprised that there was not much work assigned to her, struggling even to appear busy in her new role. In stark contrast to colleagues who complained about overflowing inboxes, Ms. Grant's phone only overflowed with controlling and sexually charged text messages from the chairman and CEO, reminding her both of McMahon's power and ever-present surveillance. 97. Colleagues shared onboarding stories with Ms. Grant and talked about receiving pre-made binders of information or the opportunity to shadow departing employees, none of which happened for Ms. Grant. Nor did anyone know what her unusual title of, quote, administrator coordinator meant. 98. Ms. Grant did not even meet WWE employee number one until her second week of employment. Employee number one was a lively individual who frequently regaled the legal department with stories of others at WWE. If McMahon's name was mentioned, WWE employee number one would turn to Ms. Grant with a smile, a finger point, and or a comment that drew attention to her connections to McMahon, such as, quote, She knows what I'm talking about. 99. WWE employee number one and Ms. Grant bonded as quickly as McMahon had predicted. Ms. Grant, referred to as, quote, partner, was taught words to live by in WWE, including, quote, We do what's in the best interests of the company quote, protect the business, and 
If McMahon wants something, quote, the answer isn't no, but rather, how do we make it happen? WWE employee number one also impressed on Ms. Grant that job titles, quote, don't mean anything for members of McMahon's inner circle, which she was clearly considered to be a part of. 100. WWE employee number one was seldom in the office and required little administrative support. Ms. Grant reported indirectly to another WWE employee within the legal department, referred to herein as WWE employee number two, who provided her with occasional projects related to talent appearances in XFL that helped fill Ms. Grant's time. 101. Based on her hiring alone, WWE corporate officer number four was on notice that there was something different about Ms. Grant, namely her connection to McMahon. As Ms. Grant feared, and had expressed to McMahon, she was unhappy that a spotlight was unnecessarily put on her before she ever set foot in the office. Ms. Grant immediately noticed that WWE Corporate Officer No. 4 was warm with other colleagues, but cold towards her. 102. Beginning in July 2019, after Ms. Grant raised an issue related to XFL's performance-enhancing drug policy with McMahon, WWE Corporate Officer No. 4's behavior shifted from cold to actively hostile. If Ms. Grant walked into a room while Corporate Officer No. 4 was laughing with colleagues, WWE Corporate Officer No. 4's expression immediately came, became blank, and WWE Corporate Officer No. 4 would walk away. If Corporate Officer No. 4 and Ms. Grant walked towards each other in the hallway, WWE Corporate Officer No. 4 stopped and changed directions. 103. Colleagues noticed this shift in behavior. While some commented on it to Ms. Grant, others emulated it. 104. Notwithstanding the issues detailed above, Ms. Grant took her employment seriously. In contrast, McMahon continued a pattern of sending sexually charged messages throughout the work week. Certain her employment depended on her continued appeasement and obedience to McMahon, and believing she needed McMahon's protection from the suspicious WWE corporate officer number four and others, Ms. Grant felt no choice but to respond in kind. 105. From all this, Ms. Grant began to experience debilitating panic attacks in the office on a near-daily basis that left her physically drained. She could not hide the physical symptoms of these attacks and texted resident manager, quote, You should see the way people look at me when I'm having an attack. But while her co-workers noticed, no one dared get involved. D. McMahon's coercive control tactics to sexualize and dehumanize Ms. Grant. 106. In the summer of 2019, McMahon's presence was all-consuming in Ms. Grant's life. In the office, she felt monitored as she was surrounded by allies of McMahon, which led to continued daily panic attacks. Outside the office, McMahon sexualized her entirely. He no longer referred to her as a friend and largely stopped talking to Ms. Grant outside of sexting and fantasy talk. Any non-sexual texts related to life and or work were either ignored or given token responses like, quote, okay, or, quote, yup. 107. As detailed herein, McMahon was adamant about having Ms. Grant send him explicit photographs, impressing on her that it was part of her sexuality. Given the control that McMahon had over Ms. Grant's employment, she felt compelled to comply and sent the explicit photographs to McMahon's mobile device. Ms. Grant was routinely assured that the photographs she was providing to McMahon were to remain private and were part of their, quote, secret world. 108. McMahon began to degrade Ms. Grant, calling her, quote, his bitch, while hinting at a fascination with having other people watch them engage in sexual activity. 109. Additionally, this complaint details encounters during which McMahon caused Ms. Grant to sustain physical injuries, including bleeding and pain from forceful use of sex toys. 
Despite Ms. Green's plea to cease any further sexual activity, the number of sexual encounters increased, as did McMahon's physical aggression during them. 110. Notably, McMahon was most aggressive when using the certain sex toys named after male WWE wrestlers and performers. McMahon named the sex toys so that the color of the toy matched the race of the wrestler. For example, a black, quote, dildo would be named after an African-American wrestler and a white dildo would be named after a Caucasian wrestler. In addition to McMahon's infatuation with pretending that other men, and namely certain WWE talent, were in the room with them, this was yet another incremental step in desensitizing Ms. Grant to his fantasy and eventual demands that she perform sexual acts for and or have sexual contact with others within WWE. 111. During a David vs. Goliath-type wrestling match in 2019, Ms. Grant shared with McMahon her thoughts on the event, the draw of rooting for the underdog, and ideas for future events. McMahon complimented her creative input. She believed she was being taken seriously. That is, until McMahon named a dildo after the smaller wrestler and attempted to sexualize the situation, diminishing her input. 112. By fall of 2019, McMahon frequently pressed for pornographic videos and more explicit content. When Ms. Grant expressed apprehension with his requests, McMahon responded with assurances that she could trust him, or question why she didn't trust him. 113. McMahon also took care to remind Ms. Grant of his power and influence, such as by flaunting a meeting with the Saudi Crown Prince in October 2019. E. McMahon tightens his grip on Ms. Grant and discredits her doctor, replacing him with one of McMahon's choosing. 114. In addition to her panic attacks, Ms. Grant began experiencing increasingly severe mental, physical, and emotional symptoms, including sleep disruption, dizziness, exhaustion, rashes, weight loss, hair loss, and migraines. 115. In November 2019, Ms. Grant informed McMahon that her doctor suggested that her symptoms stemmed from trauma and ongoing stress. McMahon mocked her. Quote, emotional trauma, my ass. 116. However, on November 20th, 2019, McMahon insisted that Ms. Grant see a physician of his choosing. This physician is referred to herein as, quote, celebrity doctor, and the facility that celebrity doctor operated from is referred to herein as... Alternative Clinic. 117. McMahon and Celebrity Doctor assured Grant that her bills at Alternative Clinic would be taken care of under McMahon's account. After the initial visit, it became apparent to Ms. Grant that McMahon and Celebrity Doctor wanted Ms. Grant to remain in the care of Celebrity Doctor's malpractice, and Ms. Grant felt pressure to do so. Celebrity Doctor made comments about how Celebrity Doctor slash they, they referring to McMahon and Alternative Clinic, had, quote, saved her life, and Celebrity Doctor often remarked how Ms. Grant was unable to even make eye contact with Celebrity Doctor during their initial sessions, an obvious sign of trauma. 118. Ms. Grant acknowledged having a relationship with McMahon during visits with Celebrity Doctor, who gave little reaction, save telling her there were, quote, many different paths to God and love. 119. Celebrity doctor lavished attention, treatments, and products on Ms. Grant, all of which were paid for under McMahon's account. Ms. Grant was never provided with any receipts. 
When Ms. Grant inquired about certain treatments provided, Celebrity Doctor challenged her on whether she trusted Celebrity Doctor and postured that if she didn't trust Celebrity Doctor, then, quote, we should part ways right now. 120. At the outset of her care with Celebrity Doctor, each session lasted up to one hour. Ms. Grant would leave feeling exhausted from Celebrity Doctor's deep dives into her personal and work life as, quote, a coach focused on behavioral science. F. In 2020, McMahon voices concern about rumors, then publicly exploits her and Ms. Grant's desperate attempt to leave WWE. 121. On January 30th, 2020, WWE issued a press release announcing that the company's co-presidents, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, were departing the company and would no longer serve on its board of directors. A significant drop in WWE's stock price followed. 122. The company announced that Frank Riddick III, a member of board of directors for more than 11 years, would be interim chief financial officer and report directly to McMahon. 123. On February 3, 2020, McMahon sent a message to Ms. Grant advising he had been informed by WWE corporate officer number two that there were a lot of rumors circulating about McMahon and Ms. Grant. 124. McMahon warned Ms. Grant that rumors, quote, were not good for either of them. Then, on February 10, 2020, without any advance warning, Ms. Grant was temporarily relocated to the XFL workforce. 125. Ms. Grant, having been desperate to escape the feeling of being trapped in her existence at WWE, applied to remain with the XFL on March 6, 2020. She openly vocalized her desire to remain with XFL to colleagues, even referring to her state of work at WWE as, quote, nothingness. And she sought permission to make the change official from WWE employee number one and corporate officer number four before informing McMahon. Days after this, during which time she had finally told McMahon about her application to remain with the XFL, her request was denied. 126. In the weeks that followed, despite McMahon's warning about rumors and direction to Ms. Grant to, quote, play dumb, he began showing explicit photos of Ms. Grant to people both inside and outside the company. 127. On March 26, 2020, McMahon sent a lengthy message to Ms. Grant describing in detail the circumstances surrounding sharing explicit photographs of Ms. Grant to a former WWE referee, referred to herein as, quote, WWE referee. McMahon described how WWE referee left to masturbate and told Ms. Grant she had made a perfect stranger very happy. 128. Ms. Grant initially dismissed this as mere fantasy talk, believing that McMahon would not actually do such a reckless thing. But when she voiced apprehension about McMahon sharing naked photos of her with someone she did not know, McMahon's response was not to comfort her, but to assure of WWE referee's loyalty to him. The sharing of explicit photos terrified Ms. Grant, as it illustrated McMahon's sheer lack of self-control, and it further panicked her that these private and intimate photos, which included her face, were being shared with complete strangers. 129. On March 30th, 2020, McMahon enthusiastically messaged Ms. Grant that WWE referee had showed a friend a naked photo of Ms. Grant, which marked the beginning of McMahon sharing Ms. Grant's naked pictures with others who he encouraged to share with their friends. 130. 
On March 31, 2020, Ms. Grant expressed concern to McMahon that she had no intention of having sex with these strangers and requested McMahon make that message clear as she felt threatened and distressed by the responses her pictures were getting. She made clear that she did not want any perception of her moving beyond the point of mere fantasy. 131. Shortly after, McMahon surprised Ms. Grant with news that he had protected her job from a furlough that WWE would imminently announce. The furlough affected a large number of employees, and McMahon emphasized that he personally made sure she would not be one of them, reinforcing her dependency on him, particularly after a majority of the support staff in the legal department, all hired prior to Ms. Grant, were furloughed. 132. McMahon became the most important figure in Ms. Grant's life as he meticulously asserted power and control over almost every aspect of it. Ms. Grant's fears intensified over the consequences that could result from McMahon's actions, particularly by sharing her naked pictures. She became paranoid, completely dependent on, and worshipfully devoted to McMahon. He, in turn, pressed forward in exerting his power over Ms. Grant as he saw fit. G. McMahon recruits other men and forces Ms. Grant into sex trafficking. 133. In May 2020, McMahon had recruited an individual whom he manipulatively referred to as his, quote, friend to engage in a, quote, threesome with McMahon and Ms. Grant. The friend turned out to be McMahon's physical therapist at Alternative Clinic and is referred to herein as physical therapist. To induce Ms. Grant's participation in the threesomes, McMahon began referring to Ms. Grant as his, quote, girlfriend, and sent her a large bouquet of flowers. Nevertheless, on May 8, 2020, Ms. Grant expressed apprehension about participating in the threesome. In response, McMahon insisted that the plans were already made and suggested he would lose a friendship if she did not go through with it. 135. On the day of the threesome on May 9, 2020, Ms. Grant showed up to the condo but reiterated that she did not want to go through with the act. She expressed fear of being thrown around like a, quote, ragdoll by McMahon and physical therapist. After Ms. Grant clearly stated she wanted to back out, McMahon responded by telling Ms. Grant for the first time that he loved her, stunning her into silence. 136. McMahon's manipulative tactic resulted in the outcome he wanted, and he led her down the stairs to the bedroom where physical therapist was already waiting to begin the threesome. 137. Early in the encounter, McMahon immediately directed Ms. Grant to lay down on her back in a supplicating position. While straddling over her, McMahon defecated on Ms. Grant's head. McMahon left to shower off, but he instructed Ms. Grant to remain in place with excrement in her hair and to continue performing for his friend. While Ms. Grant requested protection, none was offered. McMahon and physical therapist actively continued with the threesome and directed Ms. Grant's sexual performance for around an hour and a half while she was left covered in feces. 138. Following the threesome, on May 11, 2020, McMahon sent an explicit message to Ms. Grant that further detailed his fantasies of seeing her engaged in sexual relations. This is a text message from Vince McMahon, sent at May 11, 2020, at 1.46 p.m. And I quote, I love it. That's you, Janelle. You just can't get enough, can you? 
In the future, it's going to be so bad that you'll demand to be fucked twice a day and not just with, name, in a three-way. Why not let others see the beautiful, voluptuous body and watch you shake uncontrollably when you come? They'll go out of their minds. Then I'll find more friends and will tie you up so you're helpless. I'll direct them to have their way any way they want. Who can make you scream the loudest? Maybe I'll just line them up and have them squirt in your mouth. Your pussy all over your tits and ass all at the same time. You'll be covered in cum and will make you eat it all and taste everybody's cum. The next morning, you'll be a little sore, but you're still going to want more. 139. McMahon then pressured Ms. Grant into several additional threesomes, in large part because she felt she had no other choice, particularly after McMahon's comments that he had personally ensured that she had not lost her job. 140. Her subsequent run-ins with physical therapists at Alternative Clinic also served as a reminder of how much was at stake if she did not obey. McMahon controlled Ms. Grant's employment, income, paid for her medical care, circulated naked pictures of her, and ignored her lack of consent for the first threesome. 141. Indeed, when text conversations would begin to cross over from McMahon's fantasies into reality, Ms. Grant often attempted to avoid physical encounters with physical therapists. As on September 23, 2020, when she told McMahon there was, quote, no room for a third body. 142. After the threesomes began, McMahon became more sadistic, and his fantasies focused on control, such as choking, sensory deprivation, pain, humiliation, and group scenarios in which Ms. Grant was to be physically overwhelmed and subservient. The following is another text message from Vince McMahon, uh, edited only for clarity. Words are the same. Regarding your last picture, you need your panties ripped off and three big black dicks in all three holes at the same time. Way up your pussy and way up your ass as far as they will go, but even farther. And the thickest cock goes down your throat so it makes you gag and convulse as those big black cocks pound away. It feels like from the start you're being assaulted, but it's made you come nonstop. Just one continuous constant orgasm and just before you pass out those big black dicks squirt their loads of cum inside you. As you lay on your stomach, the cum is coming out of all your holes. I'll turn you over and jack off all over you. 143. On one occasion, he instructed Ms. Grant, quote, Do not knock on the door, because if I see you, I will rape you in the hallway. 144. To leave no doubt regarding the dynamic of their relationship, on May 12, 2020, McMahon texted Ms. Grant, quote, I'm the only one who owns you and controls who I want to fuck you, a theme that was often reiterated throughout their involvement. 145. On June 17, 2020, Ms. Grant sent texts to McMahon noting her one-year anniversary in joining WWE. McMahon ignored her. 146. A month later, McMahon reminded Ms. Grant about the far-reaching results of his texting out explicit content of her. Quote, By now, thousands of men see you every day all over the world. They all want to fuck you. 147. 
Around this time, McMahon openly shared explicit photographs and salacious stories about Ms. Grant with WWE crew at TV tapings, a group McMahon referred to as her, quote, fan club. Indeed, McMahon exuberantly messaged her a, quote, truthful story of having just shared explicit content of her with a group of 12 men on the WWE tech crew and recounted the obscene details he shared with them. The following is from Vince McMahon's text messages directly. Quote, I just passed my phone around to a bunch of guys on the tech crew. They were screaming, OMG, she's fucking beautiful. Look at that ass. I'd like to get that. I paused to count out loud how many guys there were. Twelve. I then said, okay, there's twelve of you, and she would love to fuck each and every one of you at one time. The guys cheered. But she will only do it if she takes three at the same time. That brought a huge reaction. She wants one deep in her ass, one way down her throat, and one in her pussy, and you can pound her and keep on pounding her till you pop your load. She may scream and try to say no, although it would be difficult to say anything with a cock down her throat. They laughed. I then said, Listen, no matter what, just pound away till you squirt. Baby, these guys were having a blast with me. Some of them didn't believe me, so I said, you were the greatest fuck in the world, and no matter how much you get, you always wanted more. And then I said, she loves cum. Baby, these texts, as we call them, were having the time of their lives listening to my truthful story. I then said you would take a 10-minute break between each fucking, but then you would get back on your hands and knees with your ass in the air and say, okay, I'm ready, who's next, lol. I drove them wild, baby, or I should say, you drove them wild. Just imagined if this really happened, baby, how much cum you would have coming out of all your holes. Jesus Christ. <sighs> 148. On the occasions when Ms. Grant informed McMahon that she was physically injured during their sexual encounter, McMahon's responses varied from apologies to non-accountable pushback and blaming impulse control. When encounters were particularly brutal, Ms. Grant learned to bookend the truth of her injuries with compliments to create the least amount of pushback from McMahon. However, Ms. Grant sustained brutal and painful injuries including bleeding, swelling, bruising, and spans of incontinence resulting from McMahon's forceful use of his fists, adult toys, and objects unsafe for vaginal insertion or penetration. 149. For instance, on August 28, 2020, Ms. Grant texted McMahon that she was injured during their latest sexual encounter as a result of McMahon's insistence on penetrating Ms. Grant with, quote, extra-large sex toys including a vibrating wand that caused her to panic. McMahon ignored Ms. Grant's warning that the device was not meant for insertion and forcefully shoved the wand inside of her so deeply that it became stuck for a period. She texted she was in pain and, quote, bleeding a lot between last night and today, and, quote, I'm on the floor right now because I can't get comfortable. And on August 29, 2020, she texted him an update that she was, quote, still really uncomfortable and, quote, I got hurt in some way that I'm having trouble describing. McMahon did apologize, saying that, quote, 
Sometimes I just get carried away. H. McMahon recruits Laurinaitis into his exploitation of Ms. Grant and transfers her into Laurinaitis' department at WWE, trafficking and sex acts at WWE headquarters. 150. During this time, Ms. Grant became so sick from the stress of the situations that McMahon had subjected her to that her weight plummeted to just over 100 pounds, which McMahon ignored. 151. One distressing event occurred on November 21, 2020, when McMahon drove Ms. Grant to WWE headquarters to fulfill his fantasy of having a sexual encounter with her in his office, causing Ms. Grant to suffer a panic attack in the passenger seat while pleading with McMahon to change his mind and drive her back home. McMahon scoffed and then gave her an ultimatum, either have a sexual encounter in his office or inside the parked car. Terrified, Ms. Grant obeyed McMahon's directions, and they entered WWE headquarters for the encounter. 152. Further, despite Ms. Grant's repeated statements that she did not consent to threesomes with McMahon and physical therapist, McMahon advertised her to others and told her that he had found another person to join them, Defendant John Laurinaitis. 153. In November 2020, McMahon pressed Ms. Grant to make explicit photos and videos to send to Laurinaitis. McMahon orchestrated exchanges by instructing Ms. Grant when to create explicit content for Laurinaitis, including what to say, and provided her with notes to adjust her performance. McMahon then facilitated the exchange of explicit content back and forth between Ms. Grant and Laurinaitis. Notably, even once phone numbers were exchanged between Ms. Grant and Laurinaitis, McMahon insisted that he be privy to any messages that Ms. Grant sent to Laurinaitis and demanded that she report back about all interactions, further illustrating the level of control he held over Ms. Grant. 154. On or about December 29, 2020, a threesome was arranged between McMahon, Laurinaitis, and Ms. Grant at McMahon's condo. McMahon instructed her to tell Laurinaitis that she was a neighbor and girlfriend working in the legal field, but not at WWE. 155. Shortly after meeting Laurinaitis, Ms. Grant asked him if she was the first woman whom McMahon had introduced him to in such a setting. Laurinaitis failed to respond and shot a look directly at McMahon, who quickly intervened by kissing Ms. Grant, initiating the sexual encounter amongst the three of them. Once again, Ms. Grant asked for protection. Once again, her request was denied after an assurance that Laurinaitis was, quote, clean. 156. In the days that followed, McMahon texted her that Laurinaitis, quote, hugged me like a bear and said thank you to me about 12 times already. In contrast, Laurinaitis messaged Ms. Grant, quote, thanks for the fun afternoon. 157. On or around January 25, 2021, Ms. Grant was reassigned to directly support WWE's new hire, a high-ranking employee in the legal department. 158. On February 5th, 2021, McMahon sent Ms. Grant to establish a schedule for when other men, including physical therapist and Laurinaitis, could have sex with Ms. Grant, which Ms. Grant attempted to rebuff. This is a text conversation. Vince McMahon said, Exactly, baby. He's not the only one. Blanked name. Called me this afternoon begging to eat you and fuck you with his nice and hard dick. She responds, Give me another week, baby, and I'll be ready. I'm feeling more like myself. It's not great, 
but it's getting better. Tell him soon. Vince responds, I already told him, baby. BTW, Johnny wants Tuesdays, but not this coming one, and the occasional Saturday, but maybe I can shift it to Thursday nights? Johnny would like all of the above. 159. Texts like this, a shift schedule, caused Ms. Grant to suffer breakdowns over how her original hope for a new life had been reduced to an objectified and dehumanized existence with no way out. 160. On or about March 6, 2021, a second threesome between McMahon, Laurinaitis, and Ms. Grant occurred. 161. In March 2021, WWE had still not hired a replacement after WWE Corporate Officer No. 4's termination in November 2020. On March 9, 2021, McMahon informed Ms. Grant, still an entry-level coordinator, the top executives in the company knew about their relationship and that her presence in the legal department was effectively delaying the company's efforts to hire a new replacement for this high-ranking official, reinforcing the fact that many within the company were well aware of the circumstances detailed herein. 162. As a result, McMahon stated the plan was for her to change departments, and he verbally directed Ms. Grant to transfer to the Talent Relations Department, reporting to Laurinaitis. 163. On March 10, 2021, Ms. Grant sent McMahon a text message recapping their conversation and expressing shock and a range of concerns, including about Laurinaitis. Essentially, Ms. Grant expressed a desire to be treated humanely and taken seriously, which she acknowledged would be an uphill battle. 164. Unfortunately, Ms. Grant's transfer to the Talent Relations Department came with the expectation from both McMahon and Laurinaitis that she engaged with Laurinaitis sexually, both physically and with explicit content. 165. On March 10, 2021, WWE Corporate Officer No. 2 informed Grant that day that she would officially be moved to Talent Relations and would quickly begin reporting to Laurinaitis, although details about her role, including a title and salary, were still being firmed up. In essence, Ms. Grant again found herself in a completely undefined role, except for the understanding that she remained a sexual slave to be used and trafficked by McMahon within the WWE. 166. On March 12, 2021, McMahon reminded her of the connection between her job and her role as a sexual object. Quote, let's work hard and play hard, too. 167. On March 16, 2021, Ms. Grant was directed to pick up a key to Laurinaitis' hotel room and serve herself to him as, quote, breakfast before the start of work. 168. McMahon constantly reinforced the expectation that Ms. Grant sexually performed for him and her new boss, Laurinaitis, both in and out of the office. McMahon wrote on March 22, 2021, quote, Do you promise to make me proud, baby? Will you show him what a porno star you can be? Will you show off for me like never before? And, quote, On days when he's in town, I want him to fuck you every morning and later in the office, too. 169. McMahon also indicated on April 2, 2021 that Ms. Grant should obey if Laurinaitis wanted to bring in yet more men. This is uh, directly from his text. Quote, Maybe he wants two other guys to join you with him. Holy shit, you've told him you would do anything with him, 
So if he surprised you with two others, you would have no alternative than to take them on. OMG the stories you could tell me then. It makes me want to come right now. BTW, I just thought of what I think is an excellent idea. Maybe you can hint that if he knows someone who can be discreet, it might be better if you and Johnny try him out first so he can get more comfortable before he's introduced to me. Actually, that makes total sense, doesn't it? 170. In April 2021, WWE's Senior Vice President of Human Resources was fired. 171. The same month, McMahon informed Ms. Grant that she would be given the title of Vice President Operations within the Talent Relations Department. However, days later, McMahon backtracked and said she would be a Director of Operations instead to avoid suspicion of a sudden promotion to Vice President. 172. During this conversation, McMahon told Ms. Grant that he had expressed to other WWE management that he wanted her to reach the level of Vice President and spend a year or two in the position as she would be able to, quote, take the experience anywhere. 173. Ms. Grant left this conversation with McMahon, hoping that she could escape the situation with her finances and reputation intact. She just needed to survive until that point. 174. In an April 2021 meeting between Ms. Grant and WWE Corporate Officer No. 2, WWE Corporate Officer No. 2 acknowledged that the jump initially proposed to Vice President was too big and could put a target on Ms. Grant's back. Nevertheless, WWE Corporate Officer No. 2 presented Ms. Grant with paperwork detailing a base salary increase to $200,000 as Director of Operations. 175. As soon as Ms. Grant began working directly for Laurinaitis, forcible touching and overtly sexual behaviors became part of daily life when he was in the office. On numerous occasions, Ms. Grant was directed to visit Laurinaitis at his hotel room before work to serve herself to him as his breakfast, end quotes. These devastating experiences made Ms. Grant feel as though she were being pimped out as an object for sexual gratification for her new boss. Upon information and belief, corporate funds from the WWE were used to finance Laurinaitis' hotel stays when these coerced sexual encounters incurred. 176. Per McMahon's instructions, Ms. Grant reported interactions with Laurinaitis back to McMahon, for whom the story served as a source of arousal. 177. The arrangement with Laurinaitis left Ms. Grant miserable and enraged. However, in her years of experience with McMahon, she knew her requests to stop would be ignored at best or used to destroy her career and reputation at worst. Ms. Grant was further left feeling isolated by colleagues and surveilled by the top-level employees within WWE. 178. Professionally and personally, Ms. Grant's fate was entirely in the hands of McMahon, Laurinaitis, and the other WWE executives who enabled her abuse. 179. On May 24, 2021, McMahon messaged Ms. Grant to remind her that a mistake could destroy her career and that she would pursue verbal communication rather than written where possible. Uh, the following is a conversation between the two. Vince states, quote, Those compliments will keep on coming, baby. Just wait and see. I totally understand and agree regarding being scared of communication and photos. Johnny gets drunk and sloppy and could easily make a mistake that could cost him his job and yours too. Verbal communication is the way to go. 
That said, have you and Johnny talked about breakfast tomorrow? Her response. We haven't discussed it at all. It's up in the air. Johnny complained about getting a new phone and it just arrived. I haven't set up a time to coordinate setting it up with IT because I need him to assure me that he's erased everything he's ever saved. Truly, I regret that he ever got pics. It's not worth the stressing I'm feeling. I'm done with it. 180. Panic that someone else's mistake could cost Ms. Grant her livelihood left her feeling helpless and afraid of what would happen if McMahon's mood shifted, leading her to message him expressions of loyalty, love, and submission as a coping mechanism and with the hope that he would protect her. 181. On June 14, 2021, Ms. Grant again told McMahon that she did not want to engage in sexual encounters with Laurinaitis, adding, quote, I've left that hotel feeling bad about myself every time. McMahon responded that the one-on-one encounters could cease, but that he expected threesomes with Laurinaitis to continue. I. McMahon and Laurinaitis confined Ms. Grant in an office for an abusive sexual assault at WWE headquarters. 182. The following morning on June 15, 2021, at approximately 7.51 a.m., Ms. Grant messaged McMahon that, due to her work on an important project, she did not want a threesome that week as, quote, a threesome won't set me up for success. It'll knock me out. To avoid pushback from McMahon, Ms. Grant offered the following week instead. 183. McMahon and Laurinaitis ignored her plea and brought her into Laurinaitis's office, forcibly touching and undressing her before forcing her to engage in a threesome on a conference table. Ms. Grant pleaded, no, 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 and, quote, please stop. McMahon responded with, quote, no means yes. Ms. Grant again told them to stop. Instead, McMahon licked his fingers and penetrated Ms. Grant and said, quote, take it, bitch. With each taking turns restraining her for the other, Laurinaitis then joined by forcibly shoving his tongue, then penis, into Ms. Grant's mouth. 184. On June 23, 2021, around 11.42 a.m., McMahon directed Ms. Grant, in the middle of a workday, to meet him on a lower floor. When Ms. Grant arrived, McMahon led her inside his private locker room, locked the door, and forced himself on her over a massage table. Later that day, $15,000 in gift cards to Bloomingdale's were purchased at McMahon's direction and delivered by McMahon's personal assistant to Ms. Grant in her office. 185. On multiple other occasions while Ms. Grant worked under Laurinaitis, including after McMahon's promise that one-on-one encounters would end, and even after his wife moved across the country to join Laurinaitis, he would call Ms. Grant to his office, lock the door, unzip his pants, and instruct Ms. Grant to perform oral sex. 186. Through all this, Ms. Grant noticed that the less she sexually engaged with the Laurinaitis, the less work she had as Laurinaitis began to belittle Ms. Grant in front of colleagues. Fearing for herself and her future, Ms. Grant asked Laurinaitis whether he still supported her promotion to vice president. He deflected with an answer about considering all options and changed the topic. The extreme uncertainty and fear for her future exacerbated Ms. Grant's physical symptoms of illness, including gastrointestinal issues and vomiting, 
which continued to worsen over the remainder of her time with WWE. J. McMahon uses Ms. Grant as a sexual pawn to entice world-famous wrestling talent and to keep WWE Superstar under contract with WWE. 187. WWE Superstar is famous worldwide as a top talent with WWE with a large collective fan base that helps generate viewership and drives in-person attendance, all of which enrich WWE and Vince McMahon. Quick uh, edit from me. This is Brock Lesnar we're talking about here. There's no one else this could be but Brock Lesnar, so just keep that in mind moving forward. Okay, I will continue. 188. Upon information and belief, McMahon began to recruit WWE Superstar for a sexual encounter with Ms. Grant while she was still a coordinator in the legal department. By July of 2021, McMahon informed Ms. Grant that WWE Superstar would be their next, quote, playmate. 189. As in other instances, McMahon described his fantasy of seeing Ms. Grant engaged in unmerciful sexual acts with WWE Superstar, during which he would, quote, rip her open, 190. McMahon also confided to Ms. Grant that he wanted to have WWE Superstar under a new contract, while WWE Superstar indicated an interest in a return to other professional endeavors. 191. On or about July 12, 2021, McMahon directed Ms. Grant to create personalized sexual content for WWE Superstar. McMahon shared the photos with WWE Superstar, and then informed Ms. Grant that, quote, he likes what he sees. 192. On July 21st, 2021, McMahon flew and or caused WWE Superstar to fly on a jet into a local airport and travel into Connecticut across state lines for what McMahon described to Ms. Grant as a, quote, business dinner, as well as a sexual encounter with Ms. Grant in McMahon's condo. Upon information and belief, the dinner was to discuss WWE Superstar's continued involvement with WWE. Prior to the business dinner with McMahon, WWE Superstar made a brief visit to Ms. Grant's building. However, WWE Superstar did not return to the building for a sexual encounter because he was too intoxicated and taken back to the plane. 193 Later that evening, after McMahon recounted the story about his dinner with WWE Superstar to Ms. Grant, he sought to salvage the night with a request that they, quote, roleplay, a sexual encounter in which McMahon acted as if he were WWE Superstar. McMahon was so physically rough with Ms. Grant during this encounter that Ms. Grant begged McMahon to stop numerous times, including loud cries of help, I'm serious, and I'm scared, as he, among other things, penetrated her, fisted her, pulled her hair, pinned her, shoved her, and open palm slapped her. McMahon's assault caused Ms. Grant to break down weeping and curl into the fetal position with her arms pulled up to protect her face. McMahon alternated between slaps and shoves before admitting that, quote, I'm really fucking you up with right and left tonight, huh? 194. McMahon forbade Ms. Grant from leaving his condo that night unless she could verbally assure him that there wasn't a problem and everything between them was okay. Notably, however, he made no effort to check on her well-being after she left his condo. 195. 
On August 26, 2021, WWE held its second biggest annual event, SummerSlam, in Las Vegas' Allegiant Stadium. Around this time, McMahon and WWE Superstar privately reached an informal agreement about his return. 196. That night, McMahon texted Ms. Grant a reminder that she was an enslaved object to him. Quote, I want to drive you lower and lower, so low that you might beg me to sell you. 197. McMahon continued to advertise a sexual encounter with Ms. Grant to WWE Superstar during the formal negotiation of a new booking contract with WWE. The following is a direct series of text messages from Vince. Here's what blank said after I told him that part of the deal was fucking you. Quote, LOL, that's your turf. She will be ruined after me and leave your ass. Plus, after me, your tool won't fit there anymore. Crying laughing emojis. 198. In December 2021, McMahon gave Ms. Grant's personal cell phone number to WWE Superstar and promised, quote, she'll do anything requested of her. 199. In the days that followed, WWE Superstar revealed a fetish to Ms. Grant and tested McMahon's promise that Ms. Grant would, quote, do anything with a request that she send a video of herself urinating. 200. Unable to recognize herself, Ms. Grant went numb and obeyed. WWE Superstar informed Ms. Grant if she had not complied with the request, WWE Superstar would have lost any interest in her and then called her a bitch. 201. That same month, WWE Superstar expressed to Ms. Grant his desire to, quote, set a play date and have a sexual encounter. However, a snowstorm changed WWE Superstar's travel plans, and Ms. Grant ultimately used the weather and COVID-19 as an excuse to back out. K. McMahon tells Ms. Grant that his wife has learned about her and pressures Ms. Grant for an NDA. 202. In early January 2022, McMahon abruptly distanced himself from Ms. Grant, saying that he could not speak to or be in the same room as her. 203. On January 9th, 2022, McMahon agreed to speak with Ms. Grant at his condo. During this meeting, McMahon told Ms. Grant that his wife, Linda McMahon, had learned about his relationship with Ms. Grant, that he was losing his condo, and that she would divorce him. He added, too, that a public divorce would make Ms. Grant a headline. 204. Purportedly to salvage his marriage and to avoid both the negative publicity and other repercussions of a divorce, McMahon wanted to ensure that Ms. Grant would remain silent about his personal misconduct in order to preserve his controlling interest in WWE. McMahon told Ms. Grant that if she left WWE and signed an NDA, he was confident Linda McMahon would not divorce him, he should remain in the condo, and Ms. Grant would avoid reputational harm. 205. McMahon instructed Ms. Grant that she should not go back to the office and immediately lessen her involvement on open work items. Ms. Grant expressed concerns about both her name being mentioned in the media and the loss of control over her image, especially as McMahon had shared content of her for close to two years and the ramifications for her career. McMahon suggested that he would attempt to help Ms. Green's reputation stay intact and that he 
or WWE corporate officer number one, helped Miss Grant to find another job. 206. McMahon also instructed Ms. Grant not to share this news with anyone and suggested she offer health-related excuses if asked about leaving WWE. 207. Regarding the NDA, Ms. Grant asked McMahon, quote, Is this when Jerry sends the papers? McMahon nodded and assured Ms. Grant that they would be, quote, in the driver's seat to iron out terms together, but she would need an attorney to make things official and approved of Ms. Grant asking Celebrity Doctor for an attorney referral. 208. Following this discussion, McMahon led Ms. Grant to his bedroom for another sexual encounter. 209. On January 14, 2022, McMahon sent Ms. Grant a to-do list for purposes of effectuating the NDA, such as retaining counsel, and also included an offer for one-on-one -on -one career coaching. McMahon suggested the list had been drafted by WWE Corporate Officer No. 2. 210. Before Ms. Grant retained counsel, McMahon discussed the amount of money that would be exchanged for the NDA and settled on a lump sum of $3 million after Ms. Grant told McMahon his initial offer of $1 million was not enough to compensate for the lost earning potential and the fact that she would be unable to continue the promised career trajectory of Vice President as well as failing to last as a director for a full year. 211. Before Ms. Grant retained counsel, McMahon called Ms. Grant with an update and informed her that McMahon's attorney and counsel for WWE insisted on installed payments due to, quote, cash flow purposes. When Ms. Grant responded that this reasoning did not make sense for a billionaire, McMahon insisted that it was not his idea. 212. On or about January 19, 2022, Ms. Grant advised McMahon that she had contacted Celebrity Doctor about an attorney referral, and on that physician's recommendation and upon McMahon's approval, she signed a retainer agreement with a lawyer later that day. 213. On January 24, 2022, McMahon continued to engage in sexual text exchanges with Ms. Grant, including encouraging her to send an explicit photo to WWE Superstar. McMahon also requested Ms. Grant send him content she had sent to WWE Superstar. 214. The, quote, negotiations of the NDA were brief, lasting only eight days. Ms. Grant reminded McMahon that the NDA ought to address people who knew about their relationship, including, but not limited to, WWE Corporate Officer No. 1, WWE Corporate Officer No. 2, John Laurinaitis, and McMahon's personal assistants. Ms. Grant and her attorney sought to incorporate the list of individuals who had knowledge of the relationship into a Schedule A in the NDA. Ms. Grant's requested revisions were flatly rejected by McMahon and WWE, who reverted to their original draft rather than incorporate any of her proposed changes, with the exception that, as of the date of execution, Ms. Grant would not speak of the relationship. 215. On or around January 26, 2022, McMahon articulated an even more pressing need to get the NDA signed immediately, informing Ms. Grant that he was under a tight deadline to report pending or threatened legal actions to the WWE Board of Directors, specifically the Audit Committee, and that McMahon and his attorney could not do so unless Ms. Grant signed the NDA. He informed Ms. Grant that the board members were concerned about the delay. 216. 
Furthermore, McMahon repeatedly pressed Ms. Grant to stop her attorney from any further, quote, wordsmithing, and blamed Ms. Grant's attorney for not understanding the urgency of the situation. Also, despite any previous approval, McMahon now expressed that both he and his attorney had concerns about Ms. Grant's attorney and warned her that her counsel could not be trusted, which in turn caused Ms. Grant to question her trust in her personal attorney. 2.17 On or around January 26, 2022, Ms. Grant became so overwhelmed that she asked to simply give notice without the need for a payment, even offering to sign a napkin or post it as a sign of goodwill. McMahon flatly rejected her desire to back out. 2.18. On January 27, 2022, just eight days after Ms. Grant had hired an attorney, McMahon left Ms. Grant a lengthy audio message explaining why they needed to go through with the NDA, pushing her to hurry up and sign the NDA, and advising that he would be, quote, double fucked if she did not, presumably referring to both his divorce and report to the board of directors. 219. Between on January 27, 2022 and January 28, 2022, there were unresolved edits that led to panicked phone calls, including an attorney confidentiality clause and signatory line that Ms. Grant's counsel said he would never sign. Also, the deadline to sign the NDA was pushed up from January 31st to January 28, 2022. 220. McMahon continued pressuring Ms. Grant with calls, during which he pleaded, demanded, threatened, and begged her sign the NDA and reminded her that by not signing, she would jeopardize him, the company, and his family, and that she would surely become the subject of national headlines and ruin her reputation if she did not sign the NDA by the start of WWE's live programming schedule on January 28th. He reassured her that nothing would change between them and she would emerge with her reputation intact if she would simply sign the NDA. 221. In a state of mental defeat and fear for McMahon's threats, Ms. Grant succumbed to his unrelenting pressure and signed the NDA just before the deadline on January 28, 2022. 222. On February 4, 2022, Ms. Grant was wired $1 million as the first installment of the NDA. On February 28, 2022, Ms. Grant was wired $10,000 to cover her attorney's fees incurred in connection with the NDA. Both wires were sent with originator described as Vincent K. McMahon, care of WWF, and originator address 1241 East Main Street, Stamford, Connecticut, 06902, United States. 223. On February 9th and 10th, 2022, Ms. Grant gave notice to Laurinaitis and put human resources at WWE on official notice that she was leaving WWE. 224. After signing the NDA, Ms. Grant continued to ask about who had told Linda McMahon she was concerned about her ability to obtain employment in the future. McMahon responded that it did not matter and that he was tired of her questions. 225. After the NDA was signed, McMahon, wearing only a white robe, met Ms. Grant in his condo to review outstanding business items. As Ms. Grant was proceeding to the door to leave, McMahon grabbed her arm before she exited and commanded her to do, quote, one last thing and get, quote, on your knees. 226. As Ms. Grant knelt on the hard floor, barely a few feet away from the front door, McMahon opened his robe and ordered her to, quote, eat him. 
McMahon grabbed the back of Ms. Grant's head and slammed her face into his crotch a couple times until she gagged and pushed him away, telling him to stop and that she couldn't breathe. McMahon responded that she wouldn't get away that easily and held her head as he forced himself back in her mouth until she had no air. Ms. Grant tried to push him away, but he held her head firmly in place and loudly commanded her to, quote, look up, followed by, quote, take it, bitch. They momentarily made eye contact before McMahon's force caused Ms. Grant's body to convulse and retch with tears streaming down her face. McMahon then released his hold and closed his robe as she stood up. After leaving, Ms. Grant never saw McMahon again. 227. On March 2nd, 2022, while Ms. Grant was away on a trip to Florida, McMahon called Ms. Grant to advise that it would probably be the last time she would ever hear from him, and if she needed anything, to contact WWE Corporate Officer Number 1 or WWE Corporate Officer Number 2. Over the course of an approximately half-hour call, McMahon lamented both his inability to focus on the upcoming WrestleMania and how his personal life had blown up over the last few weeks. Towards the end of their conversation, McMahon and Ms. Grant agreed to resume contact after WrestleMania. He also instructed Ms. Grant to continue having sexual relations with other men, including WWE Superstar, in the meantime. 2.28 On or around March 4, 2022, WWE Superstar messaged Ms. Grant that he was in New York, in line with McMahon's orders, Ms. Grant texted WWE Superstar explicit pictures. 229. On March 27, 2022, WWE Superstar reached out to Ms. Grant again. Ms. Grant interpreted these back-to-back -back advances as an indication of McMahon's continued control. 230. On March 30, 2022, Ms. Grant's counsel received a call from McMahon's attorney advising that there had been an anonymous email about the relationship between Ms. Grant, McMahon, and Laurinaitis. Later, in June and July 2022, stories were published regarding the matter of McMahon's multiple NDAs with various women associated with WWE and others. Ms. Grant did not receive another payment under her NDA in February of 2023. 231. Further, despite assurances from McMahon that he would cover her medical care, and the costs associated with her tax liability for the $1 million payment, McMahon has refused to cover these costs. McMahon continued to pay for Ms. Grant's medical care until April 15, 2022, when it abruptly ceased. And with that comes the end of the bulk of today's discussion. There are several other sections here, but they reiterate a lot of the same information, uh, and I don't want to make this too tedious uh, to go over because I really want to focus on some of the damning accusations that are in the heart of this document. Uh, but we will quickly go over what follows. The next section is gifts given to plaintiff during time with WWE and association with McMahon. From early 2019 until early 2022, McMahon provided Ms. Grant with, quote, gifts to keep her under McMahon's control. Uh, examples include uh, clinic medical care, uh, tickets to the Belmont Stakes, uh, $2,000 Nordstrom gift card, uh, $20,000 towards surgery, necklaces, Nordstrom clothing, 
a 2022 BMW, um, and, and associated other clothing, gift cards, dinners, etc. Following section, Ms. Grant was a subordinate and vulnerable victim to predators and not a consenting and willing participant, uh, more so uh, just reestablishing uh, Ms. Grant's position in the, in the whole matter. Um, here's an example, uh, 237. In January of 2021, Ms. Grant sent a message to resident managers stating that she was miserable at WWE. Quote, I don't say it to Vince, but as grateful as I am for my job and my salary, I actually am miserable. Mismanaged all the time. They admit they don't know what to do with me. Nobody gave a fuck when I was harassed and retaliated against to the point my reputation was questioned and my work ethic was taken away. This section uh, reiterates a lot of the other uh, points of how she was treated uh, while under the auspices of Vince McMahon. The following section, uh, McMahon controlled WWE during Ms. Grant's employment and the company knew but did nothing about McMahon's exploitation of Ms. Grant. Uh, that's been uh, gone into in detail already. The next section is section 5, circumstances surrounding the NDA its invalidity and McMahon and WWE's disregard for the NDA. Uh, they're saying that uh, Vince and WWE breached the NDA on their own part. So by uh, going public with this, they are not invalidating the NDA on their own side. Following section, Ms. Grant's life after this abuse and resulting damages. Uh, it, it this has been discussed a little bit already, um, but uh, here, uh, paragraph 266, indeed, Ms. Grant's trauma and ongoing fears of retaliation was so severe that she required extended inpatient treatment. Today, she lives with so much anxiety and depression that she's unable to leave her residence for weeks at a time out of fear and PTSD. Uh, the severe restrictions of the NDA have created a wedge in all of Ms. Grant's relationships and left her in a perpetual state of isolation as her family has passed away and she cannot and does not lean on the support of the community due to the NDA's restrictions. The following section is causes of action. Uh, going into a little bit more legalese, but discussing the Speak Out Act uh, and, and what that means. Um, that's the, that's the first count. The second count is declaratory relief, NDA voided under common law against McMahon and WWE. The third count, violation of TVPA against McMahon and Laurinaitis. Count four, participating in venture in violation of TVPA. I'm unfortunately not a lawyer. This isn't my uh, specialty, but I definitely at least wanted to mention this. Count five, negligence against WWE. Count six, civil battery against McMahon and WWE. Count seven, civil battery against Laurinaitis and WWE. Count eight, intentional or negligent infliction of emotional distress against McMahon and WWE. Count 9, Intentional or Negligent Infliction of Emotional Distress Against Laurinaitis and WWE. And then on our final page here, the plaintiff respectfully requests a declaratory judgment that the NDA is void and unenforceable and does not bar any of plaintiff's claims against defendants McMahon and WWE. B, Judgment for Compensatory Damages 
reasonable attorney's fees, costs, and punitive damages against defendants pursuant to 18 U.S.C. 1595 and other applicable laws, and C. Such other and further relief as the court deems just and proper. Um, you know, I was, I, I was just going to read this out on a lark because I thought the, uh, I thought the claims were pretty shocking and horrifying because you hear about a lot of terrible things that happen in the wrestling business, but, and, and I thought it would be worthwhile for people who don't read these long court documents to have a podcast to listen to. But actually reading it out loud made me very uncomfortable um, just because this document is showing how a woman is broken down by a manipulator. And I'm not saying that Vince McMahon is guilty. I am saying that Vince McMahon has a track record with this behavior where I know that where there's smoke, there's fire. And... Uh, there's text messages in here. There's real life text messages in here. The text messages I read, the things I quoted, those were things that were quoted in this document. There's pictures of these text messages in here. Those are things that could be easily proven to be false. And if they were false, I don't think they'd be in here. You guys have to remember, John Lauren Ice has already been fired for sexual misconduct at WWE. He's, that happened way that happened over a year ago well over a year ago now um i think that people really need to pay attention to this and i think people should be held accountable and so be it for me to say i don't have any skin in this game but i think this is going to sit with me and i think that I think that this should sit for a long time with most people who read these allegations or who listen to them. Because uh, if everything in here is true and happened as it's claimed it happened, then Vince McMahon is a far worse monster than even I thought. Uh, this is, to me, a terrifying document. And I really hope that behavior like this is excised from the wrestling business. Um, but I was hopeful that it already was, and, and clearly it has not. Uh, I will probably have more thoughts on this in the future, but ultimately none of this is about me. This is about the victims, and it's about justice, and hopefully... That comes from Ms. Grant. So, this has been Fourth Time's the Charm. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, talk to y'all later.